0: and welcome to the Destiny Prog Podcast. Our heart is to see people empowered by the love of Jesus and activated by the power of the Holy Spirit. We believe that the Word of God is still relevant today and we trust that this message will bless you, challenge you, and fill your heart and mind with the truth of who God is and who you are in Christ. We believe that God has a plan for your life and we want to journey a road of discipleship with you as you discover who he has called you to be. If you'd like to connect with us, check out our website at destinychurch.cz. Let's Taking us back to the series of encounters with Jesus and Donovan and Jessica started this um, series and uh, then we had amazing um, Czech guest preachers that they encouraged us Um, and it's just a privilege to speak about Jesus uh, especially during this season and it's all about him as Cass said that's why we're here and um, I also privileged to speak on the first Sunday of the last month of 2022, and um, I don't know about you, but I'm really looking forward just to spend quality time with God this month and just posture my heart on the right way before God and dream with Him what 2023 uh, may look like. Um, do you guys set like goals for the for the year? Like, I don't know what is called. It's like, no. (laughs) Victor is like, no. (laughs) Resolutions, yeah. Who's setting New Year's resolutions? Is there? Of course, Audrey. Yeah, of course. (laughs) Uh, Okay. Um, I don't do this myself. I kind of know that, like, oh, yeah, I want to, like, eat healthy, and I want to work out more, and I'm trying to just uh, put these things into weekly um, tasks, let's say. But I think that all of us have expectations right because it's like a new season a new year we're thinking like what can happen and we're just like expectant um of something and expectations can be what if this happened that would be cool but expectation also can be like it has to happen this year this is the time and I feel like sometimes with this um, expectations our own desires our own uh, patterns that we learn throughout the years we don't leave a space for God to speak into this and it's also like a demand from God because we're just like not letting him a space to speak and we're thinking well he is God that means he can and he's good Be- that means why wouldn't he do what I want right um, and I think that December is, we for sure have something to celebrate this month. Um, we've seen good things at this community. We've seen good things in our lives, despite all the chaos that is happening in the world. But I also feel um, that this is a month when some people can just um, be disappointed because um, the, the thought is like, it's year after year and nothing has changed and I'm still here. So if it's you, um, today I had you on my mind before even I started preparing the sermon. And um, if you're disappointed, if you're thinking that, or you're waiting for something and it's just you're losing your patience and trusting God, or you're seeing other people getting what you think you deserve... Um, and you're just asking, you know, where God is in it. And as Audrey um, said before, you know, like there is a confusion or we don't see the full picture of it. And whatever it is connected with, job, relationships, um, moving, traveling, whatever. Um, So if it's you, I just want to tell you that God sees you and he did not forget about you. And I hope that it will be encouragement for you to um, just stay faithful and not to give up. Um, and I also strongly feel in my heart that some of you have even this pure desire just to know God deeper. And um, you're trying, but it's just not happening. So um, God just wants to remind you that um, he's with you and he is more interested to encounter you than um, you're probably interested in encountering him. So he desires you. Um, okay, so um, I'm going to be preaching about um, um, from two passages, hopefully, we'll see. So first passage is Mark five twenty one thirty three, and then the second would be Luke 2, 36, 38. Um, and yeah, just set your heart on, um, just seek God with me together today um and um okay let's start reading so the first bible passage mark 5 21 24 um this whole passage is called jesus heals in response to the faith so um verse 21 when jesus had again crossed over by boat to the other side of the lake a large crowd gathered around him while he was by the lake Then one of the synagogue leaders named Jairus came, and when he saw Jesus, he fell at his feet. He pleaded earnestly with him, my little daughter is dying, please come and put your hands on her so that she will be healed and live. So Jesus went with him. So we're going to meet um, three people today that met Jesus, and uh, the first one is Jairus and it says that Jairus is the leader of the synagogue so probably he had a good reputation a good status in society yet he found himself in desperate situation um his little daughter was dying and it's not reading here whether he was intentionally seeking Jesus it just said that he he came and he saw Jesus and then he fell at his feet and um I don't know about you, but for me, just was thinking about it. Like, um, your daughter is dying, and you probably the best thing that you can do is sit next to her, be with her. So, for some reasons, Jairus was at the right moment, uh, at the right, uh, at the right place, at the right time. He saw Jesus, and then he just. Turn around, He his whole focus was on Jesus. He intentionally went to him, and he fell at his feet. He humbled himself before Jesus and opened his desperation before him. And um, I think that it's not a secret that Jewish leaders at that time, they were not, not all of them, at least were found of Jesus, right? Um, and he Jairus moved past this, what other people would think about me, passed uh, this pride that he might have in him and just pleaded Jesus earnestly to heal his daughter. He understood that Jesus is the only hope that he has. And in these two words, pleaded earnestly, I can sense the desperation in him. Like this is a huge situation. He doesn't know what to do and Jesus is the last hope. But I also can sense faith faith that Jesus is able, faith that um, Jesus can meet him at his desperation. And um, uh, Jesus went with him. There's no dialogue between them. Maybe there was. It's not in the Bible. But I love that it says just Jesus went with him. It's our privilege as children of God, right? When we present requests, Jesus just start walking with us. It's beautiful. Um, and something else is happening on the background so let's keep on reading mark 5 34 a large crowd followed and pressed around him and a woman was there who had been subject to bleeding for 12 years she had suffered a great deal under the care of many doctors and had spent all she had yet instead of getting better she grew worse I feel like every woman reading this passage is like cringes inside, so (laughs) anyway, um, but um, this is our second person that we're meeting today, a woman, we don't know her name, and um, the difference between Jairus and her, so Jairus came and presented his request publicly, right, he said it out loud, what he needs, yet there is someone in the crowd who is desperate but her desperation is quiet and the reason why it's quiet that um, if the woman who was bleeding she was considered as unclean what does it mean Um, it's that she couldn't participate in any kind of worship and if let's say someone touches her someone touches her clothes or bed they are considered unclean so this is a risky time risky situation for her Um, if if people around her find out that she's unclean. I don't know if there are some consequences, but they probably would not be happy that right now they are unclean until the evening. And it's um, I can feel or I can see that this woman is carrying just the burden of pain The burden of the law and the burden of loneliness. Because imagine that she's unclean, so people don't want to touch her, so people are avoiding her, and she lived in kind of isolation. And um, this is a lonely place to be. And it says that she was seeing many doctors, she was trying really hard to help herself, to help a remedy for herself, but nothing has worked. And she said, it's written here that she spent everything that she had. And when I read those words, I was reminded by the stories when, uh, when women um, showed and other disciples showed Jesus extravagant worship, a woman who uh, spilled perfume, a woman who gave everything that she had. And um, I think that Our woman in our passage, um, she gave everything to the world because she was trying to gain something back. And yet, all that she had was empty promises. And when we seek remedies in the world, like entertainment, popularity, addiction, um, people-pleasing, people-praise, We find ourselves empty because it's damaging something inside. Inside, we understand this is not how we're supposed to live our lives. It damages value, the confidence, the purpose, and the identity inside. But praise God that she got healed. She didn't need to present publicly. She just reached out to Jesus, and Jesus healed her. And I really like the persistence of Jesus of finding out who this woman was. And it wasn't because that um, Jesus wanted this message or this miracle to be Bible. But the reason he did it, it's again, the rule and uncleanness of woman. So um, she needs to, de- to, declare, to be declared clean. So when she's healed from that day, seven days pass. She can declare it as clean and she can participate in the worship she needs to offer, sacrifice, and etc. But what I see here is that Jesus did not just heal her, He didn't want just to heal her, He wanted to give her life back the life that was stolen from her 12 years ago. And the, He's just say, saying to her, You're healed, you're clean. And you gained the life that she was asking for and you were waiting for. He kind of even like the resurrection of her life, right? Now she can come back to the society. Now she can um, be in communion, in worship with other people. So, And that's what happens when we reach out to Jesus. He's doing more than we ask him. She just was hoping for the healing, but she gained her life back. It's beautiful. And the story is so powerful, but wait a minute. What is happening with Jairus right now? So let's go to thirty-five, thirty-six 36 verses. Um, while Jesus was still speaking, some people came from the house of Jairus, the synagogue leader. Your daughter is dead, they said. Why bother the teacher anymore? Overhearing what they said, Jesus told him, don't be afraid, just believe. So while this woman was receiving her healing, her restoration of her life. Jairus's daughter was still dying. And then Jesus is still speaking. Messengers come and saying, your daughter is dead. That's too late. Don't even bother the teacher anymore. Just go back and that's all. And I cannot imagine this is just a heavy understanding. And if you start imagining what Jairus must have felt at this moment, right? Um, Just the confusion and anger or whatever it is. But I love that the response from Jesus came so swiftly, so fast. He said, don't be afraid, just believe. And at this moment, uh, Jairus had a few options. He could um, possibly be mad at Jesus saying that you did not prioritize me. I came to you first and you were busy with some other woman. So um, I'm going to go. He can, he could leave brokenhearted um, and did not see uh, or lost the connection with Jesus and lost the time with him to see who Jesus truly is. Or he could do what Jesus asked him to do. He could, um, he could just have faith. Um, and I think it's a good condition. It's a good environment to believe because he witnessed the miracle right in front of his eyes. And um, this is, you know, it's it's also like to build up faith, right? You know that if other people are receiving their breakthroughs and miracles, that's supposed to build your faith up. It's supposed to encourage you not to harden your heart. No, that's why we love testimonies in destiny. That's where we are open, open to hear testimonies because we want to hear what God is doing in other people's lives because we know that he is good, and then we have faith that he can do the same in our lives. Amen? And Jairus did not let his heart grow weary, but stayed faithful and believed. Um, I'm going to skip verses 37 and 40, if you allow me, because it's just like people mourning and then laughing at Jesus, and Jesus then kicking people off of the room. Um, And (laughs) anyway, but um, there are probably something, or you can uh, find something um, valuable in these verses too. But let's focus on Jairus and his daughter. So Mark 5, 41, 43. So um, Jesus, the parents of the little daughter, And um, a few disciples of Jesus are in the room where the girl was laying. It says, Jesus took her by the hand and said to her, Little girl, I say to you, get up. Immediately, the girl stood up and began to uh, walk around. She was 12 years old. At this, they were completely astonished. He gave strict orders not to let anyone know about this and told them to give her something too. So the messengers, when they came to Jairus, they were trying to persuade him that it was too late, right? But Jesus was not too late to meet Jairus' need. He, there might be a delay, or as I want to say, a heavenly um, interruption, right? But he finished what he started. This is his character. He finished what he started. And this thought just, what if Jairus had left? What if Jairus did not listen to to Jesus, right? We discussed that he had a few options. Um, He would leave brokenhearted. He would leave to bury his daughter. He would not see his miracle. He would not see the breakthrough. He would not understand the divinity of Jesus, his goodness. He would miss on so many opportunities if he would let his heart be weary and hardened. But he stayed and he believed and Jesus met him in desperation. The disappointment that you might be feeling or the desperation you might have experiencing, it can be an open open door for God. For God to come and reveal himself. For God to come and prove you who he is. For God to come and get closer or bring you closer to him. He is good. Amen. And Jesus did not fail. Jairus, Jesus did not fail. The woman that we were talking about, but in ministering to both, he needed to stretch the faith of Jairus extra far. So the delay can just be to build up your faith to get you closer, to understand that he's still God and just believe in him. So two stories, two different lives. Jesus is faithful to both of them, or to three of them, to his daughter too. And two daughters were healed that day. I love that Jesus called the woman his daughter. This is the first time in the Bible that Jesus calls someone daughter. And he brought healing but he also brought restoration to both of them. And um, a lot of preachers saying that if there is a repetitive thing in the Bible, you need to pay close attention to it. So I don't know if you noticed, I was trying to highlight it with my voice, but maybe I failed. But um, the thing is that woman was bleeding for 12 years. And the daughter of Jairus was 12 years old and i don't know if it's a coincidence maybe not but the woman was diagnosed with bleeding 12 years ago and then a girl was born 12 years ago so if a girl was never born she would not get sick if a girl wasn't sick jairus would not go and seek jesus right for him to heal the daughter so if jairus never found jesus they would not start walking together if they did not start walking together the woman would not have access to jesus and the woman would not get healed eventually and the opposite is true right so if the woman wasn't there the little girl would not have died and if the girl didn't die, then the Jaru's faith would not increase, would not be increased. So, what I'm trying to say is through this, God is working when you don't see it. If it doesn't scream at you this way, I don't know what will. God is working when you don't see it. Can I get an amen? Yes, thank you. <laughs> he is orchestrating on the background. And that's what Adri was talking about. We don't see the full picture. Sometimes we don't even have to understand what is happening. We just need to follow what Jesus or obey what Jesus has said to Jairus. Do not be afraid and believe. So I'm encouraging you do not be afraid, but believe. He meets desperate people. The desperation and disappointment is an open door for him to just come and remind that he's still God. He's working when you don't see it. Don't let your disappointment take you away from Jesus. That's the most important thing, to encounter him, to know him, to fall in love with him. Don't grow weary. He knows how to give good gifts. He knows what you need. He's a good father bring the disappointment to him and let him speak bring the expectations to him and let him speak and i just want to remind that the biggest desire in his heart is to know you is to pursue you some expectations will not be fulfilled and you might feel bad about it but it's not about meeting expectations right it's about listening to God, what he's saying about, because the truth is, that means that he has something better, and if you're just expecting something from God, you're missing out, because He is more than just this, he's more than the Santa Claus that will give you gifts, you know, he's more, just seek him with all of your heart, and he still cares for you, he still cares for your dreams, that's That's the crazy part. It's like we only need to seek Him. We need to seek relationship with Him. But yet, He is pleased when He gives you what you wanted and what you were waiting for. And may it just move us closer in love to Him. May it move our hearts so we will turn to Him just to be with Him in communion. So don't give up because you didn't receive something, give in to God because he wants to reveal himself to you and fill you with hope and peace. Um, I think I still have time for another story that is connected kind of with Christmas. It's Luke 2, 36, 38. Um, So Jesus' parents were presenting a baby Jesus in the temple. And um, it says in the Bible, There was also a prophet, Anna, the daughter of Benuel of the tribe of Asher, she was very old. She had lived with her husband 7 years after her marriage and then was a widow until she was 84. She never left the temple but worshiped night and day, fasting and praying, coming up to them, coming up to them at the very moment she gave thanks to God and spoke about the child Jesus to all who were looking forward to the redemption of Jerusalem. And this passage is specifically for those who want to encounter God deeper, for those um, who just want to know God, and you feel like you're doing everything what you're supposed to do, but it's not just happening. It's just not clicking that way, and um, I can imagine that Anna did not have an easy life, and she could have hardened her heart, uh, but instead she worshiped day and night, and I admire her faithfulness, and that's what um, just struck me in this passage, her faithfulness. So life did not go her way, but she stayed faithful, and she got the best reward possible. She saw Jesus face to face. And I want to talk about, um, um, I don't know how to call it properly, English is not my first language, it's um, just daily discipleship, daily communion with Jesus, day-to-day disciple, um, and we're talking about this word encounter, right? And we call the series Encounters with Jesus. And um, we, we're reading these stories, and we're seeing other people having this cool revelation about Jesus. And the questions can be like, so why, why does that happen to me? Um, and I don't think that there are rules for encounters. I don't think that it's just a one-time thing. Um, I believe that there can be a powerful worship moment, just the right song, or if someone tells you the word of knowledge or encouragement, and you just like, oh, I feel God in it. But this is just one moment. It's encounters over and over again to know God deeper, to know him more. And um, I want to speak about the faithfulness of Anna, because she worshiped day and night, and... Because I think that someone changes when we come to God every day. We come to God to God continuously. When you pick the Bible, when you read it, the truth is washing over you. The truth sets you free. When you pray and give thanks to God, the anxiety needs to leave and the peace will come. When you worship God, you fall in love with his presence. And it might feel like nothing is changing and a bad honor felt that way. I bet even disciples felt uh, that way sometimes. And it feels like you're doing it just because you're supposed to do this, because you're a good Christian. This is your responsibility to read the Bible. But trust me, something is shifting when you do these things. Even if you don't see it, God is working and something is shifting. Um, I'm quickly sharing my story um, with the Bible because I had um, hard time just falling in love and understanding this this word um, and I was reading it like trying to read it continuously every day but uh, failed and I was just speaking up because like I'm a good Christian that's what I need to do and sometimes God will reveal himself to me and that's gonna be okay um, but there was not a deep understanding of that this is the word of God, the living word of God. And I can encounter God every day there and uh, what it does to my spirit, to my life, right? When I, um, read this truth and, um, but something has changed when I started reading the one-year plan. I think some people did uh, the Bible recap as well um, in the in the church. Precious was doing it for sure. But um, I was picking the Bible every day, and I just started, like, encountering God on these pages and um, having this deep understanding of who God is, what his plan, that he loves me. Um, and I don't know how or when did it switch, but I know that somewhere between these days, between these months when I was reading, something has shifted, and I fell in love with the Word. I fell in love with God more. So my encouragement is just stay faithful in your day-to-day activities as a child of God. It's not about doing a good job Oh, just you feel like if you're going to continuously like read the Word of God you get reward but let just word do its job because it will, it will wash over you. So, yeah, let's, let's stay faithful. Let's choose faithfulness over disappointment like Jairus did. Um, let's give everything to God instead, giving everything to the world, like that woman who were bleeding for 12 years. And let's stay faithful as Anna. And look at the reward that she got. This is the biggest one. She met someone she was praying for. She met someone that Israel was expecting. And this is our future too. Amen? We're going to see Jesus face to face. And I believe that the Holy Spirit led me to read this last passage. Because there is just desire on God's heart, this jealousy for you, for your time, for communion with you. He sees the hunger and he wants to fulfill it. He sees the disappointment and he wants to speak into it. So I just invite you to stay faithful, to trust the process, to turn in desperation to him. Do not let your heart grow weary. Give him a space to speak. He sees you. He desires you. Come and encounter him. Can I ask you to stand up? God, I just thank you for your word, God. Jesus, thank you that you're so faithful to us. that when we think you're delaying God it still means that you're working on something God it's a heavenly, heavenly timing God God, we're reminding our souls today that you're powerful, that you're loving, that you're good, that you're a good Father God, and if anyone here have the desperation for you or for anything else or disappointment God we're saying it's an open door come in it's an open door come in and speak let them see your perspective God what you're doing God come with your comfort come with your comfort and just remind those who are waiting God that you're in control you're sitting on the throne help us god help us um, to believe help our unbelieve, lord we're just giving it to you god when we say it's yours fill us with hope fill us with peace fill us with more faith god let this desperation and disappointment be an open door where our faith can grow where a relationship can go deeper with you Jesus we just want you we love you we honor you mm. and if your desire God if you have this hunger um, just pray this in your spirit that God I'm hungry for you I want more of you, come and reveal yourself to me, God, I give you everything, what is not right, the noise, my own understanding of who you are, of what you should do. I'm emptying these things, God, and I'm asking, come and fill them with your truth. Amen.